Welcome back to the Brothers in Christ podcast. So glad you joined us as we will be going through Ephesians 3 today. And I hope you enjoy it. So uh, let's just jump right in. Welcome back to the Brothers in Christ podcast. We'll be going through Ephesians 3 today, so I guess let's just start reading and talk about it later. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promised in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So I think right off the bat here, Paul already sums up a lot of what we talked about in the last chapter with the Gentiles being brought near to um like Christ and being included in the gospel. Um you got anything? Um well, I just think it's odd that this would be like so much of a mystery, but then I think about how God has only used again not only, but mainly used the Jews for however many centuries and now he has invited the Gentiles as well to be in his covenant family. Okay, and I really like the comparison that Paul like makes in this whole chapter between him and us. Like he, in this first section, I think he says like I have been given this good news by grace um to share with you all. And then he makes that comparison that we have good news that we can share with everybody around us and that we should be sharing it with everybody around us and i mean it's not going to be easy like in the very first verse paul says i for this reason i paul a prisoner of christ jesus on behalf of you gentiles like sharing the gospel was not an easy thing for paul to do like it landed him in prison and so we should not be afraid to Share the gospel, even at our own risk. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and later on the in the chapter, it goes on to talk about boldness. So I, I guess we can read ahead, and then we can come back and talk about this section if we need to. In verse 7 of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me... Though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for all ages in God, who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose 
that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. So at the end of this chapter, um, Paul goes into the boldness that we were talking about. And because we have faith in Christ Jesus and confidence that he is true and he will come back to save us, um, we, we can have this boldness to share the good news and the gospel that other people don't have. My Bible actually does have a definition of manifold here, and it says, taking various forms or of many different kinds. And it continues to say, God's wisdom has many faces and aspects like an intricately cut diamond. And I think it's pretty cool that now, not only Paul, but we have been ordained ministers of that same gospel to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might be now made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places and I like to think about when I read that verse like First Peter one ten says concerning this salvation which is the salvation that has been given us through Jesus. The prophets who prophesied about the grace was that was to become to or that the the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time like that th- this would happen and then skipping forward a little bit. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you in the things that now have been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things in which angels long to look. So, like, this gospel is, like, so much of a privilege that we get to, like, shine the light of God's wisdom to everybody, including, like, the people who have been with God from the beginning, i.e. his angels. Like, even they did not know what was God's plan from the beginning. So I think it's pretty cool that we have now been given the stewardship of this. For sure, for sure. And, I mean, it it puts into perspective that, like, we really don't have any excuse to not be bold in our faith and be sharing the, this good news that we have that that can give people hope and a new new life and so yeah i we have no excuse um but do you have anything more to say on that um not really i also like in this section how paul goes into like his salvation a little bit and like humbly in the paul way he like goes into how he was he was a wretched sinner and then by the grace of God, he now has this good news to preach. But I think going back to the connection between him and us in this chapter, like we we were also enemies of the gospel and God also provided his grace for us. And we have also been brought near like the Gentiles that we talked about previously and it's just this connection that goes on like through the whole chapter that 
sometimes we think that Paul is like this amazing person that we can never live up to his standards or like live up to his life and be as good as he was. But in all truth, like it, it's not Paul who's doing this. It's the power of Jesus Christ through Paul and that same power can live in us. So that that's that was a cool thing that I got out of this section. I mean, absolutely. Jesus com- Jesus's command to go out and make disciples of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit applies to all of us. Like, there's no escape in that. And I think, like, that's so much of a gift to, like, even have that sort of purpose. Like, you see so many kids out there who are, like, wandering around searching searching for purpose in their lives and they're without hope so i mean just praise god that he has given us this purpose definitely definitely um all right well we'll keep reading um in verse 14 for this reason i bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow, I, I I love this section. This is a pretty good section. I I reread it lots of times just because it was so good. But I think w- one of the biggest things of this passage was the emphasis, like on prayer that Paul puts here. Like he preaches, like on the earlier part of this chapter, and preaching about being bold and sharing the gospel and then here he just like prays and he's praying for our boldness and stuff um but then he prays that we would know the incredibly deep and wide love of God and I think that's amazing like if we truly understand the love of God for us it's going to change our lives in in so many ways like yeah you got anything to say on that um so yeah just like you said Paul prays for them to have boldness in sharing the gospel and like you know you can't give what you don't have i've heard that multiple times so i love that Paul prays that they would be empowered through god's spirit to do this because, well, I know I definitely could, couldn't do this on my own, so. <laughs> well, yeah, neither could I. Neither could I. Um, but I think just in the filling of our lives with God's love that he says at the end of this section that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. And I'm going to use an illustration here just because I like illustrations. It helps me understand better, so. Say you have this cup and you're filling it with water and once it gets gets full, it's going to start spilling over the edges and then 
it's affecting all the area around it. And I think that's what a full life should be like. It's influencing every person and place around us for the better just because our lives are so filled with Christ and his love that we just can't help but be overflowing that onto others. I I don't know. I can't. This is hard to explain. I mean, yeah, and just like just being with God that that really can change a person and like just that can be an evangelism form just like in itself like if you let other people like as Matthew says let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven like just like being a godly person which is a necessary byproduct of your faith like just that is like living a huge example to those around you like and i'm sure like one at least one person will look at you and say hmm i wonder what's so different about that person yeah and as it talked about in james that i think we talked about before um how faith and works like come together and our faith that's rooted in christ will cause us to carry out the good works did i did i say that right well yeah yeah okay (laughs) um and so i guess just coming back to god's love filling us and so if that affects every part of us then it'll not only strengthen our faith but it'll also help us in carrying out those good works Alright, let's just read the last two verses and then wrap this thing up. Um, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. What do you like about this ending, Jude? Well, I think it's a nice wrap up to the first half of Ephesians where Paul is really talking about like what God has done for us through Jesus in the gospel and I just think that it's like a beautiful placing side by side of what God has done for us and in consequence what we naturally do back to him which is like praise him and like again we can just be praising God with our good works if someone sees us and is like wow Jesus is really shining through that person. Like, even that is just glorifying God. Yeah, I like how he really ties, like, all the first three chapters together in these two verses, how God is so much more than we can comprehend. He has done so much more for us, and he is the one who saves us and redeems us and keeps carrying out this work in us and how how do we serve him back and praise him back well it's glorifying him and like earlier in the chapter being bold and sharing the good news that happened to us so we can share that to other people because we've experienced it and give him the glory and praise and yeah and that should be our goal as we go out this week and um yeah thanks for uh, listening uh, i guess this is the end and 
We'll see you next time. Hey guys, <laughs> sorry for the abrupt ending, but thank you so much for listening and I hope you will listen again and thanks again. Bye.